Welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Bath podcast. I'm Jason and Ollie is back. Hi, Ollie. How are you? Very well, thank you, Jason. Did you miss me? I, I did. Um, <laughs> not so much on the podcast, just because I haven't seen you in person in a couple of weeks anyway. We're, ship, we're ships in the night. I'm here. I'm here. I'm a, I'm a morning lark. Is that what they call it? Night owls and morning larks or something like that? I guess so. I'm, yeah, 8, 8 p.m. Yeah. I'll, I'll be here with the, the amazing 8 p.m. crew. It's getting a little bit bigger recently, which is nice. Rob gone missing? Has he gone missing in action? Or he he is. As of recording this, he's been missing for a while. Um, okay. But I did speak to him last night, so I I, I understand why. He's got valid reasons. He's okay. Got, yeah. Fine. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> for now, as you know, we always start with a warm up, uh, and we need it because it's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded together. But last time, uh, you you know you suggested that we flip this warm up, uh, and so here we go. I'm going to let you ask me a few questions. I'm editing this, so okay. keep that in mind. Okay. Right, let's do this then. Um, Favourite flavour ice cream? Uh, I was eating Ben & Jerry's cookie dough last night. It's a, a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, but actually, I think one of the, the best ice creams I've ever had was uh, when I was still living in Italy, and it was like a Ferrero Rocher ice cream. Gelato. Yes. Gelato. Okay. Uh, Ferrero Rocher, I like that. Um, Favourite superhero? I think I know the answer to this based on your hoodie. But uh, You see, you say that. But it it it's probably Batman. Okay. But I kind of feel like it should be Superman. Right. But it's not. Yeah. Well, if I rephrased it, who would win in a fight? Oh, I think uh, that Superman would win. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm a yeah. big Batman fan, but I'm. Yeah. Cool. Football or rugby? Ooh. Um. So you know that I don't play any sports. <laughs> but growing up, I would say that my household was uh, very much football. Okay. Uh, over rugby, I played them both at school when we had to, but I don't really watch either of them what position did you play in rugby at school um i guess well the only thing i remember because <laughs> I, I didn't play it much at school but i remember always having to be the hooker in the middle of all oh, right the yeah scrum. okay nice straight in the deep end okay what's your favorite calorific go-to bulking snack wow um, <laughs> okay let me open google and find out some of these words favorite sounds like bulking. sounds like ben and jerry's ice cream do you know what? it probably is ice cream i'm that's that's my weakness so i can kind of turn down most things but if it's ice yeah. cream yeah let's go it's with the that. perfect combination of fat and sugar that just allows you to just like open hatches and basically pour it in and go and go and go isn't it it's, it's one of those things you never quite get hungry eating ice cream yeah well it's i think it's because it melts as you eat it so it can always find space yeah i say quite get hungry i, say, I mean get full <laughs> okay uh, is that <laughs> on that note, shall we move on? We we shall. So, um, as we said, we haven't spoken for a while, and uh, we just were going to have a kind of very general discussion about things that don't, I think in your words, don't necessarily merit full topics, but just sort of uh, little ideas to touch on uh, and things we can can talk about. Yeah, I've loved, I've actually loved the last two podcasts we've done, getting Kate on and Vanilla. I think they did an awesome job. It's nice to not hear myself for once. Um, and uh, to get some different perspectives as well was uh, awesome. So you did a great job there. Well done. Don't like complimenting you too much, but there you go. <laughs> well, it wasn't me, was it? It was them. So true, a, true. A couple of few things. Uh, a couple of few things. That doesn't make sense. A couple of quick things. Um, I saw a, a post today about new rules. Yeah. So um, what's going on there? It's something that we've talked about for a long time. And I've, I think on the whole, 
Um, members are, are actually really brilliant, really respectful of each other and the gym, etc. But I think sometimes it will be good just to lay out maybe like 10 points that means we're all on the same page. And um, we've been doing it internally as a team, as a, as, a, as a coaches as well, for like a, a coach's playbook as you go through class. And things like, um, you know, maybe not putting your equipment away. I appreciate uh, it people it's quite time sensitive but not putting your equipment away while somebody's still working out you don't have to be around them and cheering them on because people don't like that but um but certainly just have the respect to just not be I, i've seen it before where someone's doing a press up and someone's stepped over them with their plate back to the and it's just like and they, they, they don't think any they don't think of it at the time but i think if we can put it in kind of some words on the on the on the wall um it would just help people be kind of uh on the same page and and it helps breed more community and stuff because you know there's continuity there and stuff so um yeah and it's just little reminders really more than anything so it's not like a you know pointing the finger you're not behaving yourself it's just like i said just to it, it ultimately it breeds a tighter community and that's what's for so i mean what was your perspective when as a member what was your, when you saw it oh no i mean i i imagined it was pretty much pretty much that and uh i, I mean i was thinking that you've probably not you've probably i know you've gone to a number of different gyms and boxes around the uk and even other parts of the world so i wondered if it was something that you've sort of seen working quite well in other places or yeah i have seen them in other places actually i mean it's something that we've thought about for a long time we've just not got pulled our finger around did it actually um and i guess some of it's reminders as well to just have fun you know forget about your day this is your hour this is your hour you know you've sacrificed probably the majority of your day you were talking earlier you know you did a 10-hour shift yesterday so when you come into the gym try and forget everything that's going on at home or work it's your hour you know i always say to people especially self uh, selfless people that are always helping others look you have to look after yourself because if you, if you don't look after yourself you can't look after others you know and so honor that hour and in it, so there'll be little reminders on there as well to enjoy yourself, have some perspective of why you're there, what you're trying to achieve, that type of stuff as well. So nice. I was assuming that it's because we we're all so good. That's why it took so long. For yeah, exactly. To come yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think what prompted it was we, like I said, we were doing some internal stuff, and um, you know, I just wanted that to to align with what we were. We can't expect members to do certain things or, or, or um, you know, have a process for things our end if the ne the members don't know about it. So. Um, by putting it in some words and putting it on the wall, people people then know. Um, and you know, it's a it's tongue in cheek, and we're not going to you know kick people out if they don't abide by it. But uh, and some of it will be pretty self explanatory. But sort of linked to this, um, I was thinking. Obviously, I think back when we did the the members survey and we discussed that, and you were talking about some of, sort of some of the things you expect from the coaches to behave a certain way to do a certain thing. Uh, I was wondering if there's anything that members could do to make the life of the coaches easier particularly when they're taking a class because uh, you know I think we all we all enjoy being here we, we expect a certain thing you know a certain amount from the coaches uh, but at the same time it's like I think one of the things we talked about was kind of not you know you, you don't want the coaches to be having conversations with people while they're meant to be coaching a class so that was an example but at the same time if members come in and run up sort of to the coach to start oh i've got to tell you this and that so I, I just wondered if there was anything that as members really either could help the coaches or something that maybe sometimes we do and we don't realize how disruptive it might be um, to a, a i class. mean yeah to, just to, to the point you were making uh, uh it's i would say respect the people that are in the class before you 
So it can be quite off-putting, depending on what the movement is and depending on what's going on. And it is tricky with the dynamics of the gym and, and the space and stuff, but people standing directly in front of you while you're trying to do like a clean and jerk or something and you're trying to concentrate is quite off-putting. Um, lots of people kind of congregating around where you might be doing an exercise is off-putting. Uh, so just be mindful of that. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but just be mindful of it. Um, if you're If the coach is talking around, you know, sometimes people will turn up early and if it's quite a short workout... Um, the coach is speaking at the whiteboard and then there's background noise of people talking and stuff. Uh, just things like that. Just be aw- I think a lot of it's just be aware of uh, of, of your surroundings and stuff. And it's, 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 it's perfectly normal and reasonable that people, as soon as they walk into the gym, they turn their brains off and very smart um, people become not so smart uh, because they're there to switch off and forget about things. And so, so I, I get it and I get, I get to understand. So, but, you know, like I said, just be a bit more present, be a bit more mindful of uh, of what's going on, and and, uh, and and then if you're in a class, I think things like again, not talking when the coach is talking around the whiteboard. Um, I know ex- I, I appreciate people are excited to see their friends and uh, catch up and stuff, but hopefully there's plenty of time to do that within a class. Um, but on the whole, people are pretty pretty good, Jason. We're very very grateful, very lucky to have such an awesome uh, group of members. I think we've talked about this before, where CrossFit is a bit of a litmus test for egos and, and personalities so uh i think you've got to be a s- certain type of person to do crossfit and stick with crossfit and so um so that makes our life very easy as well so i'm sure the other coaches will have plenty of stuff but uh, from my perspective i'm pretty uh yeah uh, the guys are pretty good so okay well we'll let you speak for everyone then <laughs> at this point uh, i was just thinking that we're we've just started a well as as we're recording this it will come out a bit later but as we're recording this we've sort of just started a, a new month which means a new intro class has begun and it also means i think uh, monday night there were a couple of guys in at eight o'clock that had come in uh, fresh off the, the former uh, intro class so i just wondered if there were any tips for new members first of all for those that are just just joining or anything that older members can do to help yeah and that goes back to the last point that we were talking about so you know if if you see someone you don't recognize especially if you, someone like yourself who is a, a stalwart in the eight o'clock class you know just going up to that person and introducing yourself it goes a long way i think for for the integration of that person because you build up relationships with people in the gym which is great and you'll have a certain group of people that you always gravitate to and work with and rightly so um but that that that's when somebody new coming in could perceive it as a click or you know and then fi- seem a little bit isolated so all you have to do is say hello really and you, you don't have to necessarily work with them on a barbell or anything but just saying hello asking who they are whether they're new that just that one interaction goes a long long way for people i think um compare that to you don't get spoken to at all the whole class those two experiences are very different so again being being mindful of, of who else is in the class and first and foremost it's a coach's job to do that um and you know what we've been talking about is we need to proactively link people up with um with members you know first and foremost we should be introducing them to the class at the beginning but then also say we do break into groups or partner up trying to partner them with somebody who's appropriate you know not just expecting them to find somebody um, and then they're not a good fit with each other and they don't talk, you know, because they're both quite quiet. And 
So so yeah, there's a, there's an art to that and there's a skill to that. But from a mem- member's perspective, just just being aware and and I, but I think even if they're not new members, like I just want people to be friends, you know, interact. I don't want them to be best mates. So they don't have to go to the pub on a weekend or you know whatever people enjoy doing. But uh, but yeah, just say hello. It goes a long way, and and you don't know what what's going on at home for people or at work, and you know, just coming to the gym and knowing that people acknowledge you and uh, you know greet you with a smile goes goes a massive long way because you you really don't know what what people are dealing with. So yeah, and I think it does help you then in the long run as well because uh, like you're saying, you know, you don't have to become best friends, you don't have to sort of be hanging out at the weekend. But I know that quite often I'll get a message from a couple of different members that will be sort of, oh, are you in tonight? And it, you kind of get that feeling like, oh, maybe if they hadn't sent me this message, perhaps I'm not yeah, going in. Yeah. Or maybe if if I don't say yes, yeah. they might not be coming in. And you sort of push each other to yeah. go. Even that account Billy is brilliant, actually, but, isn't it? Uh, that, that, that is, uh, that's massive for sure. And I think, uh, you know, if you are fresh off the intro and uh, you are starting new and you don't know one, encourage someone you know to get involved, you know, because it's always easier starting out something new with somebody else. Um, going back to like new people as well, I think um, the biggest thing for me is just taking it slow. You know, taking it slow. The, the challenge we have now is we've got some bloody fit people in the gym and it becomes the expectation that you should be doing kipping pull-ups and, you know, lifting a lot of weight, etc., and running fast. And, and uh, that really isn't the case. And I think as CrossFit grows, and I think we talked about this before, um, you get a massive, lot, much more diverse group of people coming into the gym, and therefore, um, as coaches, we need to scale things back even further, um, but also remind the people coming into that environment that the, you know, it's a, it's a long game, and uh, the beauty of CrossFit is it gets you fit very, very quickly, especially if you attack it pretty aggressively and you do pile the weights on and you do go as hard as you can. But we've learned over time it's not sustainable, and you're much better building a base, taking your time. Uh, setting the foundations through technique and good movement and and, and understanding your body uh, before, you know, and it's a classic cliche, but trying to run before you can walk is a a recipe for disaster, basically. So, yeah, take your time. And uh, I think on the whole, again, people are really, really good at that. Yeah, that's probably what I had in mind when I was thinking about the tips for those sort of joining, because obviously when you're in the intro class, you're, you're getting that feedback sort of constantly of, well, maybe this is the kind of weight you should be using, this is how it should feel, this is how you should be moving. And then it might be that, you know, we're, we're doing a certain movement and you can do that. You're like, oh, I can do that and I can do it at that weight. But that's like a one rep max and you're supposed to be cycling sort of 20 reps each round and sustaining it for, for 32 minutes. In which case, you know, somebody who's been doing CrossFit for a long time knows, all right, I need to scale that right back because I need to be able to maintain this over the course of where somebody coming and going, yeah, I can lift that, but they don't realize how lifting that's going to feel after 20 minutes yeah and that's part of the journey is having an awareness around you and what you can do and i was saying this to to a lady yesterday is when you when you when you start off we as coaches need to spoon feed you a lot more and give you a lot more guidance but our goal is to help give you the tools and teach you how to fish essentially so that you can go and um you know you know yourself well enough to scale things correctly and uh you know go at the right intensities depending on the length of the water and stuff um and we should continue to do that as coaches and, and just keep giving little people nudges one of the big things i'm trying to highlight with our our team as well is how yes we're in a group environment but there's no reason why you can't individualize that person's workout within that group environment and so um, I think CrossFit does get criticized for being group fitness and it's not uh, specific enough but you can make it very 
Yeah, ultimately, we're a GPP program, a general physical prepare. So we're trying to prepare you for everything, not something specific. But we can we can adapt the workout to anyone and um, make it specific to them. So, so I mean, again, we're coming. I mean, we're in November, but we're we're coming towards the end of of a year. So with twenty twenty approaching, uh, what's maybe any any plans for for CrossFit? Anything we should be expecting to see from from Bath? I don't know if you guys have got secret plans that you no have. plans at the moment no plans at the moment i wish i did have some plans but yeah nothing at the moment still uh still trying to work out some things with the with the move the plan is still to move um we've still got quite a few bits and pieces to try and organize there but nothing nothing there um trowbridge we're gonna have a little renovation there i think continue to improve some of the amenities there um and yeah i think actually we'll probably have a typically every year the staff will all get together at the end of the year and have a little rally and get together and have a discussion around what we do want to achieve for for the next year moving forward and, and what we would like to see and, and how we'd like the gym to grow so um, we're yet to decide that but uh, I love those sessions they're, they're my favorite because it does get excited and we all kind of get rallied up and, and uh, you know we've had some we've had some changes with the team and um, you know gutted to see Laura go but really happy for her to join the police She's been a she's been a great asset for us over the last couple of years. So, um, but I think Fen is very new, but doing a great job, and she's uh, she's taken to it very well. And I think again, the members back to what we were talking about, members just making life easier for newer coaches integrate because it's it's common sense. A new coach is not going to have the experience of a coach that's been coming ten years. That's just the reality of it. But they got to start somewhere basically, and uh, we can we can. Uh, uh, some of our the coaches that are a bit more experienced can help those coaches on, but at, but at some point you've kind of got to chuck them in at the deep end and 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 uh, you know let them learn for themselves. So so I'm I'm really happy of how that's going. Um, so yeah, I think uh, nothing nothing clear cut, nothing no 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 exciting news yet. But we're, like I said, we're working on it. So right, I'll ask again <laughs> in a month or two. Um, so just rolling on to some kind of um, well, really picking up on what you just said about someone who's got experience versus a newer coach with less experience. So as I've got you here with lots of experience, just quick fire through a few, uh, yep. a few topics, uh, basically the, the three major ones, um, the, the, the stool of, of fitness or whatever, the bar yeah. stool of fitness that you talk about, the, the three legs, uh, we'll get to that. Um, but seeing as we've kind of hinted at a new year, obviously one thing that does happen at the start of every year is gyms explode mm -hmm. with new members who have decided yep. to get fit for the year that turns into get fit yep. half of January and yeah. tail off. What would be a, a tip for people then to to keep going? Like what's your number one? If somebody's saying, I'm going to start, I want to get fit. And as we said, we've got new new members just joined, new ones on the intro course. What is the the kind of top tip you would give someone that can help them to stay consistent over a year okay um find a rhythm that suits your lifestyle so don't beat yourself up if you can only come twice a week you know that's if you know consistently that on a monday and thursday you can make it to gym you know and you honor that time then then that's a good start if you can do five days a week then brilliant great um but majority of us haven't got that flexibility and and it takes one little leg to topple for the whole week to be out doesn't it so so yeah try and be consistent with uh with your sessions what else I think trying to find a buddy to go with, you know, and trying to build those relationships and have some an accountability buddy that is like we're on the days when you're like not feeling it and it's like, you know, 
cold outside and it's probably a movement that you don't like doing um you know just having somebody there that accountability buddy will 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 um drag you in and, and vice versa as well you can do the same and, and return the, the favor so they're the two key things i think um yeah. With regards to accountability, what I found helped was announcing on the podcast that I hate <laughs> wall balls. And now, like seeing a workout that was a 32 minute AMRAP with yeah. loads of wall balls, I felt yeah. if I don't go, people know. I think why. you can't, I think it's very easy to pick and choose the workouts that you come to as well. And if you do that, you know, you run out of days in a week and then you end up just coming once or, you know, not even, not on at all. So when you can come, go, you know. And, and believe it or not, like, you know, I run two gyms. And I struggle sometimes to find time to get to the gym. But I just, you know, I just, even if it's not the ideal circumstances, it's like eight o'clock at night or six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I really would rather just stay in bed. Um, you know, you force yourself to do it because if you don't, one day turns into two days, two days turns into three days. Um, some little rules that I have for people maybe who are a bit more uh, ed- ed- like experience have been coming a while and they are into rhythm but find that they have two good weeks and then they have two bad weeks and they have two good weeks and then, you know we see typical patterns like that is um, what I try and do is I try to never have um, more than one day on, one, one less day on so basically if I train on Monday but I didn't train on Sunday I make sure I train on Tuesday if that makes sense I always try and do two in a row minimum um, and I try and not have more than two rest days in a row as well. Does that make sense? It's quite complicated, but try and train at least two days in a row and try and not have more than two rest days in a row or have more than one rest day in a row. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> literally going through when I train to see if yeah. I fit the pattern or not. Because um, my problem is I don't, I don't come in at the weekend because yeah. that is yeah. family time. But could you do something at home? Like I'm talking about training now. I'm talking about training, and and that's something like yeah. I mean, let's let's say like okay, you can't get to the gym. You you can get to the gym three times, but you could still do something on two of those days. You could still go for a walk, or do if you've got a little setup like you have in your garage, or you know, or, or just go and play a sport, or, or try something new. You know, um, I'm not talking about gym. I, I'll try and do something physical, active, and worst case scenario, I go for a run. Like you know, that's like my go-to. Like okay, can't go to the gym. Say eight o'clock at night. Well, I can go for a run, even if it's for twenty minutes. So. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So I'm using the weekend to try and help Rochelle get back Brilliant. into to yeah. training. So we're going in. So yeah, I am fine. Then I'm fitting the pattern. <laughs> That's excellent. That's just something Very that helps to... me because I I think like t- yesterday was the first day. Like I I knew on Monday I didn't train, so I was like, okay, I've not done something Monday, so I must do something on Tuesday. Does that make sense? Um, and then I did train yesterday, so I might not train tomorrow. So I'm like, I have to do something today. So then I've got my two days in a row. So and I and I saw you today. I was yeah, shocked. Believe it or not, I do were training. training. Check my Instagram stories. You'll see it there. Going now to this tripod of fitness. Did I give you the tripod of fitness? You mentioned this in the. I think it was like the six-week challenge we had a, a year ago, maybe. Um, and I, I feel I remember. Was it nutrition this, or was it? So it was. Yeah. Nutrition and training. Sleep. Yeah. And training. Yeah. Uh, and I think the the kind of general principle was you probably can't go 100% on yeah. all of them. So if you're lacking a bit in one, you need to balance it in, in other areas kind of thing. Um, so if we just attack the three different... Yeah. But the analogy of the, 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 the 
um, stool as well. Is if you take one of those legs, it's three legs. You take one of the legs away, it falls. Yeah, so that's the that's the that's the analogy. So, so um, we, we'll come back to training at the end because I think that's what we've probably spoken the most about, and we've spoken a lot about nutrition. So let's start on on sleep. I just want a few, as we said, this is theoretically quick fire. It's not been particularly quick, <laughs> but theoretically, theoretically, this is quick fire. So your top sleep tips. Um, try and have the same bedtime every night try and be off electrical devices for at least ideally an hour but realistically half an hour yeah they're two key things they're, like if you do those two things like black out your room like try and not have any kind of um like you need a light on your tv or i mean we don't uh, we don't even have a tv in our room because i just would watch it you know i would watch it until 11 o'clock at night so um try and get all the electrical devices your phone try and Put your phone out of the room ideally, but at least the other side of the room. So it's not the last thing you look at before you go to bed, and it's not the first thing you look up in the morning. Um, they're the basic ones, really. Yeah, consistent bedtime. Try and get eight hours, ideally. Very tricky if you've got kids, especially young ones. Um, but I think going to bed at 10 and getting up at 6 isn't that unrealistic to be honest i start getting a bit panicky if i'm up past 10 o'clock to be honest so um so yeah it's consistent bedtime and also a consistent wake time as well if you can again that's very difficult i i was up at five this morning i was up at six yesterday i was up at five thirty the day before that because i had to be up for certain things so um again in a if we're thinking high level best case scenario not wake up to an alarm you know, just wake up naturally again is because that's when you're you should be working based on uh, the the sun cycles and stuff. So, and that wasn't very quick fire, but there's a few things that even if you just do two of those, it's going to improve your quality of sleep. So, yeah, we've been trying to to not have like the iPad. That, that's I think that's what's destroyed us is having you know being able to have the iPad. So, oh, we don't have a TV in our bedroom, but you've got an iPad with Netflix. So, <laughs> it doesn't change anything, does it? So, we've been trying to like not have that, and I've been reading and reading to Rochelle, which um, I, I'm, I'm reading okay. Dune at the moment, which I'd read the whole series before. I'd never read it out loud before. And there are a lot of weird <laughs> names that I just realized, oh, I have no yeah. idea how to pronounce this. I'd be terrible. I've never had to worry terrible. about it. Reading my kids a bedtime story has been an education for me. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So that is sleep. Okay. Um, so nutrition, for example, I had two great, suggestions from from fen last pod which were yeah. hydration and uh, sleep were linked to nutrition so we've already mentioned sleep so what are your sort of top tips to help somebody who wants to make some sustainable changes that aren't going to be so drastic dramatic that their whole life uh, crumbles around them but simple little things that everyone could do that would just help them yeah um i think find something that fits your lifestyle so don't and then fen articulated this brilliantly but if if you don't like eating breakfast don't eat breakfast that's not a problem you know have a slightly bigger lunch and and incorporate fasting into your your regime um if you do like breakfast and you love breakfast then enjoy it you know but uh so so not be tied to one way of doing things experiment so try different ways you don't have to necessarily nail the perfect solution straight away it's about trying different things and taking little elements from each one so as an example when i did went strict when i went strict paleo i that taught me a lot about 
that taught me a lot about food qualities and the types of things to you know eat which are better sources of food um but i didn't learn anything about quantities when i did the zone diet i learned a whole load about quantities and how much you know how many calories are in certain things and uh understanding through that process so so try different things because you learn a little bit from each one um and don't beat yourself up about it as well i think getting some support from home as well would be a big thing like um human nature is we want to sabotage people and so if you're on a certain way of eating and the other half is or the people you live with aren't they'll probably make fun of you and make it difficult which is sad to say but that that's the reality of it so um you know have the support from home uh, have a discussion around it don't just do it and say hey, by the way i'm not going to eat this anymore and then they're like <laughs> no. so um so yeah so there's some things does that help i think there's loads of stuff that fens covered already so um and i've covered it before as well so uh, but they'd be the key ones i guess brilliant and there are a lot more to come i think just with the diet stuff as well as get get some advice as well you know don't be afraid to ask reach out to somebody don't try and figure it out by yourself you know everyone's got some everyone's probably gone through a similar challenge that you are in the past so rather than bottle it up and try and figure it out yourself just just reach out to one of the coaches or Ben or Nat or Al, any of those guys, because um, you can't do it alone. And that's why people come across it. It's like you could go and work out in a gym by yourself and try and figure out all the Olympic lifts and the gymnastic movements by yourself. Or you could come here and get some coaching from people and give you some foundational knowledge. So same applies for nutrition as well. Don't try and figure it out by yourself. Good point. So w- with training, I was just saying as we're talking about this analogy of the stool, um, how can or what should people keep in mind then to balance mm-hmm. their training with yeah. sleep and nutrition um i think i actually think they come there's a guy called jocko willick ex-us marine guy he's quite uh quite an intimidating character every day on instagram he shows a picture of his watch and it's like four thirty in the morning or something and he religiously every day gets up at four thirty and trains for an hour um and what that does is it sets off a chain reaction of um, disciplined acts. So, and I find that you know, if I train in the morning, it's much easier to eat a healthier breakfast. You know, I've had a good night's sleep. That's a good start. That then sets on a knock-on effect to being able to get up and train. Okay. Then I train. That has a knock-on effect to my diet. So they kind of all go hand-to-hand. And it sets a kind of a, a chain reaction of uh, little nuggets of, of discipline that actually... Um, yeah, I think his book, he's wrote a book called Discipline Equals Freedom. And it's an interesting concept. But, um, you know, if you if you have all your ducks in a row and you are organized and you do have that discipline, actually, you've got so much more time and uh, energy and enthusiasm and happiness to do a lot more. Um, and that's what I think people think oh, on a diet and training. A lot of people that don't do it from an outsider's perspective will see, like, well, why do you waste all your time doing that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, And, and actually, but just spending like an hour a day training and and you know another hour maybe just concentrating on your nutrition actually the quality of the other 14 hours or whatever you are up each day is going to be that much better so um i don't think that directly answers your question but no i mean i, I get the the dis- it's it's interesting because you know you're saying you, you get up and you do your workout and that sort of sets sets the ball rolling for the day and because i train at eight in the evening i'm it's similar but like the opposite in that throughout the day every decision i'm making i'm thinking like you know i'm going to eat something now do you want to drink with that no because i 
don't want to have a drink yeah, before precisely. going yeah, exactly. to the gym tonight. Exactly. If you know you're training, if you, you, you're gonna, your nutrition is going to be better because you don't want to suck the whole way through that workout later, do you? So that makes perfect sense. And that, I, exactly, it's the same. So they, they, do, they do help um, each other. Absolutely. That's a really good point, Jace. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I know you don't like complimenting me, so that's, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, are there any future topics that you'd really like to see on the podcast? future topics mm. i tell you one thing i'm quite excited about i don't know if we've spoken about this before but doing an, a like a, a crossfit legends or crossfit masters type class that is something that i'm really looking to try and roll out in the new year so if any of you have got i mean we've got some anonymies in the gym that that roger's absolute rock star i just saw on the board he got 125 kilo uh pb deadlift the other day which is incredible really for for that man so so good on you, Roger. But um, we want to try and do a class for people that may be intimidated to come into any gym, let alone a CrossFit gym. Um, people that really need help with their mobility, not necessarily just like the, the like flexibility mobility, but also just being able to move around and get down and up off the ground and stuff. And um, trying to build a class for them that extends uh, their quality of life, you know, for an extra 10, 15, 20 years. So um i think we'll do a little pilot for that so if anyone's got a, a, a you know a parent or a partner that you know doesn't come to the gym um isn't terrified to come to the gym uh maybe is a little bit older or or really unconditioned we'd love to we'd love to invite them to this class once we get up and running i think kate's really excited to help us with that as well so i think she'd be perfect for it um i haven't quite decided where you draw the line who can come i think i'll just open up to anyone to be honest but predominantly it'd be for for the seniors and uh people uh, they call it um, they they've been, they've been trialing it in hq and it's called cross underserved and there's people that really gyms aren't set up for um and make them feel welcome and uh yeah i'd really like to see uh us trying to get something like that off the off the ground in the in the new year in uh 2020 so so we could do so at least not to do a podcast around that really and, and our experiences from it and um because uh, yeah they're the people that probably need the help the most we're trying to we're trying to push back that that timeline um but they're kind of facing the reality of that now once you get into your 60s 70s 80s 90s you know it's uh, it's crucially important that you can stay active and keep moving around so and yeah, when I asked you what are the plans <laughs> for 2020, anything we should expect? Well, I didn't think. Silent. <laughs> yeah. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think then on that note, uh, it's been a nice little, very general discussion. Uh, just really just checking back in with you. So people know that you're still here. You're still alive. You're still, uh, you're still involved yeah. in the podcast. Um, because then I can get some more guests on and people aren't going to forget you. I've coached two day last two days in a row. So that's a record for me. So so that's two days on <laughs> yeah, exactly. now you can have a day off <laughs> exactly yeah well, get that graph back out brilliant well uh thanks for for sitting down again and, and having a little chat and uh, as always we put the call out if people have got questions or topics or things they really want to hear and you know they think oh not only am i interested in this but i'm always speaking to people and they they all want answers just let us know because um can't read minds well not many anyway uh Excellent. So uh, I think that's everything we've got to say uh, for this episode. Maybe been a little bit shorter than some of the last I don't think it was that short. In the end, it aimed for it to be short, but it wasn't that short. So. Uh, we still got to find a name for this this format of quick fire, long fire. So, um, brilliant. All right. Well, thank you, Ollie, and thank you, everybody, who stayed listening this long. And uh, we look forward to another topic on the next Thank's episode. Thanks, mate.